0: Trademarks owned by Beckel AB to CV, 2024, Proximo, Jersey City,
1: New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that Boston the next. Big job There are a couple of absolutely self-involved bullfighters. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. All right, we are going to spin
0: things forward here. Still a few things to get to on that Vegas event, but we are going to call on our handicapper, Brian Petrie, on social media. You can find him at Brian Petrie MMA, also the host of the MMA Takes podcast. And Brian Petrie is now doing our pronunciation of the week in addition to our main event Alan was essentially something that was suggested by a longtime Anakin for podcast listener. What's up, handsome?
2: Hey, boys, what's going on?
0: So what's a up? Cincinnati Reds World Series Champions t-shirt, that must be old. When did they last win the World 19- Series
2: 1990. Um, I I am the big hardcore Bengals fan. I am a fair weather Reds fan. They're doing good right now. So your boy had to bust out the shirt. Uh, we got some young kids and and we eight eight nine in a row. I don't know how much it is, but we're an exciting team. So gonna take the girls to a game here soon because nice, the stadium man. is the stadium's awesome.
0: Great American Ballpark.
2: Yeah, it's a nice stadium. It's really dope. Oh.
0: All right, so I have a lot of things to get to with you. Uh, your yeah. wife accepted my request to follow her on Instagram, so yeah, now she's very, excited. she's very excited. My world has been opened up to your daughter Winnie Petrie, and yeah. if there's, I don't know if I want to invest in this child's future necessarily, but uh, <laughs> I would buy stock in Winnie Petrie. I mean, what a winning
2: name, Winnie <laughs> yeah. Petrie!
0: She's like cuter than you. I yeah. mean, this girl's got it all.
2: Yeah, she's pretty incredible. Yeah, I came. Up, we have, so I have two daughters. I have Winnie, which I named. Uh people think it's from the One Year's or Winnie the One Pooh. It's year. actually, I grew up, my father was a movie head and Wall Street, Gordon Gecko's daughter was Winnie. And I was like, that's the greatest name I've ever heard. Yeah, so yeah. when I got married to my wife and we were having kids, I said, Listen, I'm gonna go ahead and lay this down. We got a girl, yeah. her name's Winnie. And my wife said, Yeah, like done. And then my wife now, I have another daughter named Hazel. But yeah, it was Winnie's birthday. We're at the beach. Winnie's birthday, she is the funniest, cutest little thing I've ever seen. Going into first grade, she's taller than everyone in her kindergarten class. I mean, she's going to be six foot two. Uh, I'm encouraging <laughs> volleyball right now, or MMA, yep. whatever she wants to do. Um, but yeah, she is. Uh, she's awesome.
0: That's pretty cool. Well, I hope you had a good Father's Day. It's great to have you back with us. Uh, one thing that I did want to get to with you, yeah. and certainly would take your thoughts on, on Cannonier and Vittori on the back end, oh. but. You did have a four-unit trigger on Christian Leroy Duncan, so that was yeah. a a minus, I think, $660 wager yeah. for you in our main event challenge. That was yeah. one fight that we did not get to earlier with Ken Flo. I yeah. thought he had his moments, but at times yeah. against Armin Petrosian, seemed like maybe he was treating it more like a sparring session. There yeah. wasn't necessarily the urgency there. I know how high Sean Sheehan is on CLD. Mm-hmm. I remain optimistic, but certainly a setback for him here. Your thoughts on that fight between Petrosion and CLD?
2: Yeah, so I got a lot of messages like, dude, you sold me a dud. Like, well, he's a uh-huh. fraud. I'm not going to throw the F word out yet. He's 6-0, 8-0, oh, oh, excuse me. But I love cocky fighters. I love when guys go in there like Max Holloway, like, let's go, right? This dude's turning his back. He's throwing, he's getting flashy, but there's no substance to it. Like, you're not doing anything, my guy. Like, this is, these are all great stuff. But Petrosian saw him coming a mile away. His kicks are very good. Hands need a bit of work, you know. He just throwing these wild kicks. But you know, he's getting kind of cocky and flashy. And Petrosian just staying in his lane. And you know, thirty twenty seven. I'm. Well, the third round was very close. But yeah, and then the takedowns weren't there. They were they were kind of sloppy. He didn't really shoot much. It was kind of more like a body lock. And Petrosian looked like the bigger guy in there. Uh, yeah, I I threw a dot out there. I mean, listen, I, I won. I would have had if he would have won. I have had a great night. I'm up two dollars. 2 whole dollars uh because I put a lot in CLD there um and that, that's on me uh but yeah you know it just it just wasn't there for me you know I was yeah. a swing and a miss for sure
0: well and I like the aggression right because uh yeah. I'm I'm going to be paying the price with you when it comes to this punishment the main event challenge and you had a yeah. 3 and 1 weekend Kenflo goes 1 and 3 and yet You lose the week. I know. I had a good week. Other than that, did have a good week going three and one. I wanted to quickly get your thoughts on the main event, if I could. And I don't know if Marvin Vittori's conditioning Mm -hmm. is what deserves the credit for for his ability to just absorb punishment. And like, what is it going to take for a man to put Marvin Vittori away? I mean, it makes me think. Like, bear. Oh
1: oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we just, out of here. We just out Cody of you got to keep
0: all this can you hear me <laughs> can you hear me
1: <laughs> hey. yeah, hey. Hey.
0: Hey. you got to keep all of this we've you gone viral two weeks in a row yeah.
1: Cody can you hear me yeah.
0: Yeah. Holy you guys got to keep all of this can you guys hear Dude. me yeah
1: Let's. <laughs> all right. You got me now. <laughs> so Sorry, got mom. You. Oh, oh my goodness. All right, Cody, you got to keep all of this, shit. okay? Jeez. Sorry, <laughs> mom.
2: <laughs> so I think
1: by- the jailbreak. Like the down inspired John. Yeah. So Signed i just, Mark Mark. So we're gonna just,
2: have to <laughs> let the suit out a little bit. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: in shape. I heard it. Man. <laughs> I'm in shape. I'm in <laughs> shape. <laughs> it's not that I'm out of shape, Cody. Um. Sorry, mom. So, I'm doing the podcast from my mom's house. Holy shit. Mom, can you bring me a towel, please? So, wow. What is going so, on? This is great. This is Cody's going to have a field Two day with us. On social world, media. So, I'm doing the podcast from my mom's house. If you're audio only, I just lean back in my chair. <laughs> the whole chair snapped. I need some new fucking chairs, mom, if I'm being honest, but I love you. Um thank you. So my chair oh my just God. snapped in half. DraftKings <laughs> Network paying for all this. <laughs> so my chair just snapped in half as we were talking about something.
1: Holy shit. we talking We're talking about the man,
2: man. that
1: I think you have a strong <laughs> lawsuit against your mom, dude, I'll be honest. Yeah. I think we yeah. I think we can I think we could win one. Shirts are coming I'm just, out. I'm oh just curious
0: how much of my audio <laughs> you still got when i was like uh we're good though we're good so we were talking about i was like i went back and then it seemed as though maybe i would be able to and i, heard, then I was like oh the, I the chair break. i was like oh yeah. shit,
1: that chair broke yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh man
0: i kind of wish i was like 170 pounds today you know but i'm not like inherently out of shape right now uh but yeah, no, I so I guess I just, I, I've always marveled at the conditioning of these two athletes in particular, Kenny and Brian, right? Yeah. I feel like they're two of the hardest workers at 185 pounds or otherwise. Like in the entire UFC, I think Cannonier and Vittoria are two of the hardest workers. You never have to worry about that. And Brian, I would just ask yeah. you about Marvin's ability to just take damage and not be put away. I don't know what you chalk it up to. I know you did pick Jared Cannonier to win yeah. the fight, but what were your thoughts on a pretty outstanding main event?
2: So we're two for two for viral moments. That's going to be bigger than last week when you snapped, you know, about the technical, I, I saw that on media outlets. I didn't even know, which is great. Anyway, back to the main (laughs) event. Um, yet like there's a lot of like i've really actually dug dug into this of why people have good chins you know george cervello won the greatest boxer of all time with the best chins he has a youtube video. he's like oh it's a short neck it's a wide jaw it's a big head justin Gagey thinks it's like mental right like tony ferguson doesn't have any of those things but you couldn't put him out with anything right so it's interesting to me i've really dove into the psychological with this Marvin Torrey does have a big head but I think it's his will and his mind. Like He's not going down because the cardio obviously plays a factor as well. But in the second round, which was close to a 10-8, he was gassed, it looked like. I mean, he yes. was not on his second win, and he was taking big shots, very close to being stopped. His face was getting marked up. He obviously was firing back as a heart of a lion. But, yeah, I don't know what you're going to do. I heard someone on the broadcast say, oh, you got to kick him in the head. Paulo Costa did that clean kicked it ahead. Nothing. Right. Right. right no. You're going to have to take a back to him. It's, it's insane. And the reason yeah. I picked Ken is cause I was monitoring his socials and he looked a little leaner. And I think he was like, Kenny pointed out, he's not the most active guy. He's he slot uh, slots selection. Typically not, he's not throwing a lot of strikes, but for this fight, Marvin defense is not great. And I thought can put in a training camp to keep this pace. And he sure did broke records. Fifth round is still going for it. Um, Crazy stuff. I had I have a Janet Karneir by decision three hundred ticket, and I was nice. sweating the whole fight because yeah. even though Marvin Torrey's tough, I'm like, oh right. he's toast, he's done. But well, just a heart of a warrior, and I contribute to really just physically the way he's built because he's huge too. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe how he dwarfed Karneir, right? And then, uh, and then and, and just the mindset as well. Obviously, being in phenomenal cardio shape as well, hard work in the room, Dude, but
1: yeah, crazy. Dude, and how about how about Cannoneer winning the wrestling battle? If I told you before the fight, um, yeah, Cannoneer would out wrestle Marvin Vittori. Marvin Tori yeah. never hit yeah. one takedown in that fight, Cannoneer no, hit right? what like two or three or something. So, anyways, so nice, yeah, on, point.
0: and I will say. To your point, Petrie, like the visual of Marvin Vittori after round one, I know he doesn't take the stool, but putting mm-hmm. both hands over the yeah. octagon, like he was toast after those first five minutes and yeah. found that second gear and second gear, found yeah. that wind. And uh, yeah, I might have even had a 10-8 for Cannoneer in that uh, second round. All right. Yeah. Here's how we stand right now. Petrie is minus 2780. Kenny Florian, minus 20 bucks on the year. Ken Flo. 1-3, minus 275. Petrie 3-1, but it was a minus 360 on the week. We got eight fights to pick for Jacksonville men. I feel like all eight fights are worthy of predictions. All of these odds, all of these betting lines right now are live on DraftKings Sportsbook. We begin with a prelim in the strawweight division. 15th ranked, Tabitha Ricci, Baby Shark, minus 125. Jillian Robertson is plus 105. Bri Robertson, most decorated mm-hmm. submission artist in UFC women's history. Now her second straight at strawweight after an extended and productive run at flyweight. Your thoughts on Ricci and Robertson here in an ESPN prelim.
2: I like to move to strawweight, and I got to shout out Tatum Temple. Uh, fan of myself she takes she tracks all my bets on the bet mma tips you know so you you know Cappers, that's what they do like hey I, I, you know you gotta track your bets so she does yeah, all yeah, that yeah. for me she's great she's a sharp as well really sharp in the female she just te- uh messaged me on ig and said put everything on jillian robertson unfortunately though i like to have Tabitha- at the reach. I like baby shark here jillian robertson is is very good on the ground and Tabitha of the reachy uh, besides the Fjord fight, really likes to take the fight to the ground, but she's got tight arms. She keeps her jiu-jitsu tight, short little arms. Jillian Robertson's best. I mean, she's got great jiu-jitsu, but her best ability off her back and even on top is arm bars. Don't know if she's hitting an arm bar. Could be a choke. But Baby Shark, I think, is slowly really starting to find her groove in the UFC. Hasn't fought the high-level women's besides Menefrault. But um, I like I like Baby Shark here at this baby number, minus uh, 125. I think this line's going to maybe move a lot this week. We're doing this, obviously, early in the week. Uh, am I going to run to the window? No, but uh, yeah, give me Tabitha Ricci. I think, I think she wins the decision.
0: Ricci a slight favorite right now. Jillian Robertson continues to look for new training environments. I saw her at Roger Crawl's MMA science Academy a few weeks ago. A lot of people like her in this division, Ken Flo, but a tough match up here uh, against baby shark Tabitha Ricci. Which way are you going?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is a tricky one. <clears throat> Ricci can grapple, man. Uh, I, you know, um, and, and I think she's a decent striker as well. Um, but I'm leading I'm leaning Robertson here. I, I do like Jillian. I, I've seen her train, um, you know, very dedicated to the game. I think she has one of the best ground games in the UFC period. Uh, and, you know, I think she's going to be riding high on confidence, you know, has some momentum here. And um, I, like, I like her in this fight. I think it's going to come down to grappling eventually. And, and I think she's going to surprise Ricci on the ground how good she is. Ricci, again, black belt Brazilian jitsu from a good team. Uh, I think it's going to be close, but uh, I like Jillian. Nice. And Dean Thomas will be chiefing the
0: corner of one Jillian Robertson. And one thing Dean said to me recently, you know, he trains fighters to finish. And he was sort of responding to a conversation that I had opened up with him about offensive jiu-jitsu. And I said, every week, I'm banging this drum with Kenny talking about mm-hmm. offensive jujitsu, And he's like, if you notice, my fighters, they train, they train we train to finish. And Jillian mm-hmm. Robertson is certainly uh, a great example of that. All right, at welterweight. Randy Brown, minus 245, Wellington Turman plus 205. So, Rude Boy had won four in a row, ran into the Jack Della Maddalena train in Perth earlier this year at UFC 284, now faces the divisional newcomer, Wellington Terman. He fought the first 14 fights of his pro career as a 170-pound fighter, but the entire seven-fight run for Wellington Turman in the UFC has been at middleweight, perhaps, training alongside Alex Podeda there in Danbury, Connecticut, gave him pause about uh, an extended run at 85. Uh, BP, we'll start with you, Randy Brown, minus 245, Wellington Determined, plus 205.
2: Rude boy. I think Rude boy is going to be a lot of mortal lock this week. I think a lot of cappers are going to run to the window and go lock this guy up. I think it's a little high problem with this fight. I'm picking Rude boy. Uh, Wellington cutting 170, but Wellington is very aggressive with his takedowns. He does have good jujitsu. And when Randy Brown gets taken down and put on his back, we were just talking about Dean Thomas's offensive Jitsu There's not much. It's a closed guard game. He doesn't really, he tries to work up sometimes, but he's not trying he's a big 70. So he's not trying to waste his energy. There's really nothing there. So I can see Wellington German. Really dragging this fight out if he has cardio, cutting that weight. Problem is, I do think Wellington Tournament had a little bit of a chin problem at 185. Cutting down to 170, you think, oh, I'm going to be the big dog on the block. Not with Randy Brown. I think Randy Brown has good footwork, good movement, long-range strikes. I think if he can avoid the takedowns, he can finish Wellington Tournament. Don't know if a finish is going to happen. Minus 245. Little steep for your boy. Uh, Could be a parlay piece if you really love Randy Brown, but uh, I'm going to shy away. But my pick is Rude Boy. Ken Randy Brown tried to
0: change his professional life by accepting that Jack Della Maddalena fight in the belly of the beast on the road. It did not go his way. Now he'll try to get untracked against Wellington Terman. Which way are you going here?
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to be part of the reason that we see a much better Randy Brown this time around. Um, you know, I, I think he has so much potential. We've talked about this before. Uh, great length for, for the division. Excellent jab when it's firing. Uh, I think he needs to get that volume going in this fight. Um, but he definitely needs to be able to stop the takedowns here against Wellington. I think uh, Wellington is a a problem on the ground uh, and a very interesting style matchup for Randy here. Um, But I I like Randy in this matchup. Um, I think the odds are a little bit high. Um, I do see some value in Wellington tournament, but I'm sticking with a rude boy.
0: Nice. All right, third final preliminary fight that we will pick today. Again, don't forget, first fight like 1130 a.m., This weekend on ESPN, main card, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, live on ABC. Also at welterweight, the division's all-time wins leader, Neil Magny, minus 150 here against Phil Rowe, who is plus 130. Rowe's won 10 of 11, Bry, since starting his MMA career at 0-2. Three straight knockouts. TKOs have set up the biggest fight of Phil Rowe's career. This matchup with Neil Magny, pretty close on paper, Bry. Which
2: way are you going? Mm -hmm what Neil Magny is going to show up? I mean, this is a guy who's fought 50 times. What does that I mean? The guy's been around forever. Is it the Daniel Rodriguez, Neil Magny, where he looked like he looked great and was like, hey, I'm going to take this dude down. I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to submit him. Or is it the Neil Magny who looks flat? You know, Phil Rowe is a guy who's been, he's been in the UFC for a little bit. And he's not the most active guy. He also doesn't have the most wins or excuse me, the best wins. I mean, you can go out there and sleep Jason Witt, Cool, but now you got right, right. you got Neil Magny here. Um, I actually like the number on Neil Magny. I thought it'd be a little bit higher. Phil Rowe, you know, coming off a good knockout win. You know, he's, he was kind of losing that fight. He's getting outstruck, but, you know, found the chin. Neil Magny is durable. You're not going to find Neil Magny's chin. But again, it's all about Neil. What Neil shows up. I see takedowns. Phil Rowe has been doing a lot of grappling outside the UFC. You know, he's, he's comfortable. He's back. He's tricky. He's long. Him and Neil are built very the same, but uh, the same. But Neil uses that reach so well. And, uh, and I think the X-Factor is the grappling. Give me Neil Magny for another dub. Campho, Neil Magny's made a career
0: of winning fights like this. He is 20-9 and nine in the UFC. Your thoughts on him as a slight favorite here against the adopted Floridian Phil Rowe?
1: Yeah, this is a very tricky one because of that. They, they are very similar in height and build. Um, I think that uh, Phil definitely has some good momentum heading into this fight. Neil Magny is definitely going to have a superior jab. I'm curious to see who wins the takedown game. I think I don't know if the fight necessarily won or lost there, but I do think it's going to play a major factor, and and I agree with Brian. That was one thing that I kept going back to. I know Phil's really crushing the grappling training and and training with some high-level guys, but um, I see value there for Phil, Um, and Neil has a ton of experience, but it's hard to Go with someone who has been inconsistent, and I don't know. I think Phil has some consistency now. Um, I think he's going to have confidence here, and this is a fight. If he wants to start to get more high-profile fights, he needs to win like this over something yeah. like Neil Magny. No easy task, but I think there's value enough for, for me to to go Phil Rowe's way here.
0: Bill nice. Rowe plus 130 right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, and he has put in the training camp of his life. We'll see if it produces the desired result this weekend on ESPN. All right, before we get to the main card, I would like to circle back to the pronunciation of the <laughs> week. Let's go. Ryan Petrie it. is now going to handle this exercise moving forward. You knew we had to start with a Brazilian. Of course. Because yeah. we thought maybe it had some melody to it. But this is a flyweight who competes against Tatsuro Tyra this weekend. He fights out of Amapa Brazil. Initials KR. That is also his nickname. Yeah. KR Brian Petrie, of whom am I speaking?
2: So I didn't listen to the file. I did practice. Okay. I don't practice anything, right? I take a couple notes, don't practice. I did practice in the mirror. All so right. I'm gonna go Kletzen <laughs> 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 Yes. Yes. I fucking nail it or what? I mean, can we pretty hear the file? Close, <laughs> yeah, we'll hear it. <laughs> Claydson Rodrigues, uh, Claydson
0: Rodrigues, K R. son Rodrigues, K R. Okay, so there's Whoa. a lot to unpack. I <laughs> yeah. mean, I, I, you know, I don't know if you nailed it. Kenflow is no. our expert here, <laughs> right? But. It sounded like there were two different people saying Klagus and Rodriguez, so that's what yeah. we go with on broadcast. Klagus and Rodriguez, but the they nickname did. he says "Kaehe or Kaehi, right? Which is or, Kr, yeah. yeah. So we don't go Kaehi on the broadcast like we go Kr Klagus right. right. and Rodriguez. Uh, I don't know if your your first name was good enough Brian, to no, give you the point. Of course not. Of course
1: not. It no. was quite that, that, that was a good effort, Brian. Right. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Then I just have one more file that we are just yeah. gonna play, and this is just for fun because okay. I know Kenflow has a healthy appreciation for this. So Kenny has called a PFL fight involving Loic rajabov right? But oh. this weekend, Loic rajabov in Jacksonville is fighting a very talented UFC lightweight by the name of Mataj Raubecki or Raubecki, right? It's spelled R-E-B-E-C-K-I. So it looks like Rebecki on paper. The Polish names historically are the most challenging for us on the UFC telecast. So Mataj we know because of Mataj Gamrot, who's also Polish. But let's hear how Mataj Becky or whatever the fuck it is uh, says his name. And then I want to hear how Kenny thinks I should say this on
1: broadcast. Tired of snooty wines and their old wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 Crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt-sip smell routine, or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine and culture, telling the stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities. From convicts banished to Australia, to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself, 19 Crimes wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of UFC. Pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2024, Sonoma, California.
0: I'm Mateusz Reumbecki.
1: I'm Mateusz Reumbecki. <laughs> that's Canada. Round Round Betsky. Right. So, Rambechki. but
0: there is an an N in there, right? Yeah. So the name begins R E B, and we're saying Round Betsky or whatever, right? So yeah. it's just just I thought that'd be pretty cool that's for tough. fans to right. That's the the word starts yeah. R E B, and my phonetic begins R O U N. Like that's insane. You know, Yawney yeah. and told us way back in the day, like your mouths cannot make. The sounds necessary to pronounce Polish names correctly. So we'll leave it at that. All right, let us get to the main card, boys. Thanks for indulging me on the pronunciation of the week. We'll begin with a huge fight at middleweight, live on ABC. Thirteenth-ranked contender Brendan Allen minus one sixty-five. Bruno Silva is plus one forty. Brendan Allen is one of the best middleweights in the world, in my opinion, Kenny. He's won four in a row, five of six. Always willing to prove his status as one of the best middleweights in the world. As such, accepting a fight here against the uber-dangerous Bruno Silva. Silva coming off a TKO win over Brad Tavares not all that long ago on April 22nd. We'll start with Ken flow here. Brendan Allen, the favorite, or Bruno Silva, the dog?
1: Yeah, you know, so Brendan Allen, I think, uh, has some great momentum heading into this fight. As you mentioned, I think he has an extremely well-rounded game, perhaps a more well-rounded game than Bruno Silva. Um, I don't know if he hits as hard as Bruno Silva, but I think he's got more weapons. He just needs to go out there and use them all in this fight, including his grappling. And I think if he does that, um, he'll be able to outpoint. Bruno Silva, but Bruno Silva is extremely durable. Okay. We saw him go 15 full minutes against Pereira. Um, I think he's an excellent kickboxer. He's got big time knockout power. So Brendan Allen really has to be very defensively responsible in this one for sure. Uh, Can't give him any free shots. Um, But I think where Brendan Allen can maybe uh, do well here in this fight is kind of grounding him out, getting him tired, getting, you know, using a grappling heavy game in this one. Uh, but Bruno is extremely dangerous. He's always dangerous. So I've uh, got to watch for this one. I'm actually going to sit out this one. No for this one. I am, uh, I'm going to be uh, I'll be over here. Well, Brian. I like that. No, I like that.
0: And it's yeah. an important reminder for the audience. These guys can abstain from one selection. They can also pick an additional <clears throat> prelim fight that's not on the board. Brian Petrie, Brendan no. Allen, minus 165. Bruno Silva, plus 140. Will you have a selection?
2: I I love what Ken Flo did there because this fight is just trouble. This can be trouble for my bank account. This can be trouble for a lot of things because I like Bruno Silva, but Brendan Allen is so hot right now and he's really finding his groove. He's so young as well. Problem is Brendan Allen's been hit before and he's been put out before. Bruno Silva can knock anybody out, but you look at the Jared Merced fight. And Brendan Allen's a more athletic, more aggressive Jared Murskart, in my opinion. And Jared Murskart bodied Bruno Silva. But I really think that that loss from Bruno Silva, back-to-back losses, I think that changed him a little bit. He looked he looked rejuvenated in the Brad Tavares fight. He's a veteran as well. And Bruno Silva's career Achilles heel has been submissions. Brendan Allen coming off Andre Munez's submission is riding high in confidence. Like, dude, if I get someone on the ground, I'm taking something, right? I love right. the confidence by this young man. But Bruno Silva's got that one touch. And I think if Brennan Allen, and he's got 71% takedown defense as well. So Brennan Allen, who I don't think has the best takedowns, is big for the weight class, could take Bruno Silva down. Um, I think he's going to struggle a little bit. And if you get touched by Bruno Silva, he's not the fastest guy in the world. He's got good time. He's got big power. And you're hanging plus 140, 150 on me you know I'm going to take the dog shot. So yeah. give me the dog shot, Bruno Silva. I hate picking against it because I know come Saturday when I'm sitting there front of the TV ready to place bets, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to convince myself and I'm going to be like, what am I fucking doing? Because Brandon <laughs> Allen's a very good fighter and he, he can is. easily win this fight. This is a really good fight.
0: All right, big fight at 85. We'll see how it plays out. Next up at Featherweight, Gabriel Santos, 230. David Onama, plus 195. Onama's been out a while, hasn't fought since the loss to Nate Landwehr last August. He has had a couple of fight cancellations thus far this year. And then on the other side, Bri, how about Gabriel Santos, Mm -hmm. right? Definitely looked ready for the big show in his Mm -hmm. debut. Short notice against Lerone Murphy at UFC 286. I would argue he might have won the fight. One of the judges mm-hmm. actually gave him all three rounds. So mm-hmm. now Santos spins it forward, perhaps prohibitively favored against a talented David Onama. Which way you go?
2: I mean, Leroy Murphy, I have high regards for. So Gabriel Santos immediately made my big board of guys to watch after that performance. His performances outside the UFC before getting in the UFC is very good, too. His record is, is, is pretty balanced. It's not like weak. You know, You see a lot of weak records sometimes. But David Onam is a really good fighter. I mean, I know he lost to Nate Landwehr and I know, I mean, we are not going to say his name, but there's a a head coach that I don't want to get a blow dart in my neck by the commission, but there's a head coach that used to coach this guy. And and that kind of unraveled everything after his fight. But, uh, Onama's very good and he's good on the ground as well. That's what, that's interesting. He's big. He's good on the ground. My problem with Onama is his defense, right? His defense really isn't there. He's got great punches, doesn't overwhelm me a volume. He's big, hadn't shown a ton of power yet. The Mason Jones fight though showed incredible heart and cardio. Oh, yeah. Nate Landwehr fight though. He kind of broke. So I'm a little curious of what Onama is going to show up. And I can't, I, I get the googly eyes. I mean, CLD burned me last week because of the googly yeah. eyes. So I'm not going to get the googly eyes for Santos, even though I think he's a great guy. And when you're giving me plus 185 against David Onama, who is a great prospect, that's a big number. Um, I think he can win this fight. And again, I, I, I'm i looking at value and that's a value play. You play the number, not the fighter. I think Onama can go out there, win the decision, possibly uh, take over the fight. So uh, give me David Onama. Let's see what he's got.
0: Yeah, I was way off in terms of my prediction for what this betting line would be. I thought Santos mm-hmm. would be minus 175. He's yeah. minus 230 right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Ken flow any value for you on Onama, or do you like the chalk selection, Gabriel Santos?
1: Oh, I definitely think there's some value uh, on Onama. Um, I, you know, I, I wonder where his head is at after that loss against Landwehr. I know in January he went over to Colorado, was training over at Factory X now. Uh, which which may be a good change for him but you don't become a great grappler overnight you don't become a great grappler in six months and i think some of the things i saw on the ground against land was was troubling to be honest you know his grappling has to be way better than that and i think that's why we see this number here for santos who mm. um could be a problem on the ground now santos could be a problem on the feet as well i i don't know if he wants to stand for 15 minutes uh, against someone like Onama. I think Onama is going to be very dangerous, um, but you know the other the other hesitation for me in Onama is the condition. You know, he just completely gassed out in that fight. Obviously, at an insane pace against Landwehr, but um, I, I think that hurt him. Santos can go, dude. He can go hard for 15 minutes. I think he can mix things up for 15 minutes. Where he needs to be careful though is standing in front of Onama for too long. I see value for Onama. I'm hesitant. I'm going to stick with Santos here unless I see something different on, on you know, this fight week here. But uh, I'm going with the Brazilian Santos. Nice.
0: We like the disagreement. That's at least two so far and three. Technically, if you count Ken Flo's no selection on Bruno Silva and Brendan Allen. All right. At heavyweight, Justin Toffa, minus 180, Austin Lane, plus 155. So this fight was promoted to the ABC main card. Largely, I think, because Austin Lane is local. He fights out of Jacksonville, Florida. He was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars in the fifth round of the 2010 NFL draft. Second highest draftee to cross into the UFC. Marcus Jones was a first round pick. Greg Hardy was picked in round six. And five years after we all watched Austin Lane get knocked out by Greg Hardy on Dana White's Contender Series, he has put in the work. He has arrived at the UFC debut. And now Justin Badman Toffa awaits Brian Petrie. Who do you like in the heavyweight matchup here?
2: Some big boys. Yeah, I love uh, Austin Lane. I mean that we that could have been the last we saw of him when he got knocked out by Greg right. Hardy. You know, it's like all oh, two four NFL guys. But he and he lost his next fight after that yep. by knockout, and then now he's really putting together. That's a good mental toughness there. As far as skills go he's athletic obviously with his with his previous background i don't love the way he strikes necessarily in my opinion i think taffa is a heavy hitter i think austin lane's head is very hittable his chin's up in the air his hands are there he wants to hit and then he'll be like i can take a hit but let me hit you because he believes in his power wrong way to go against justin taffa the bad man this dude can Fucking crack he's starting to really kind of shore up his cardio as well i mean he's not the best cardio but he's gone you know he's lost some ugly losses but he's gone his last two i want to see him a little more active here hopefully these he breaks away he's t- he's working his takedown defense he's working his get up game this guy's not gonna be frank mirror off his back anytime soon so let's right. get up off the mat um gimme oh. toffa by naka that's a prop i liked as well probably not gonna be the juiciest number because Austin Lane has been knocked out before, and that's yeah. all Tafa does knock people out. But that's a play I like here. I would avoid the money line. I like uh, I like Tafa by KO. You can probably even go KO round one, get even juicier. But you know right. that's that's to be a, a, a selected another day. Gimme Tafa
0: yeah toffa right now minus 180 on the money line probably closer to even money or minus 120 or so if you like him by knockout yeah coming in off a knockout of parker porter at ufc 284 in perth inactivity has been part of the narrative on toffa missed all of 2022. ken Flo, your thoughts on bad man toffa here against austin
1: Lane. and for tough also you know I, I wonder sometimes about maybe perhaps work ethic you know he's missed weight a couple times i think and and I wonder about that, but he, he definitely has a, a lot of talent on, on the feet, man. He is a problem. Um, I, I think for Austin Lane, who at six foot six is an absolute monster, um, you know, I think he's going to try to try to take this fight to the ground. Uh, he'll use his strikes from the outside, then try to take him down, probably up against the cage or something like that. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that against Top. But I think Top is um, a lot sharper uh, with his wrestling. Uh, still very very vulnerable on his back, as Brian alluded to. Uh, but I think he's got enough to keep it on the feet and land one of those big shots. I, I like Justin Toppa here, and I'm and I'm willing to put two units on it uh, uh, for that one. So. Two
0: unis, three hundred and sixty dollars yeah. to pay two hundred on Justin. Yeah. Bad man. I just taco. want to clarify
2: right, something. Please. I think Kenny is so sharp. The minute he puts extra units on people, I place that fucking bet. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that's, this, that's this guy right here. I know we're in a competition. I'm supposed to, so, you know, talk a little shit, whatever. No, no, no. This is the guy that I, I follow right here, man. So I love that.
0: Right. Still trying to support Winnie Petrie at the end I'm of the day.
2: Trying, yeah, <laughs> I gotta make money.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, co-main bet at flyweight.
0: Ninth-ranked Amanda Hebos 165, taking on number 11, Macy Barber, who is plus 140. As you guys know, Hebos has contended in two divisions, outpointed Viviani Ataujo at UFC 285 back in March. And on the other side, how about Macy Barber, right? Don't look now. Four wins in a row, BP, mm-hmm. on the heels of a two-fight skid in that February 2021 loss to the now champ, Alexa Grasso. She's essentially been perfect ever since. Your thoughts on her here in a huge spot against Amanda Hebos.
2: So they might have to change my name from Big Gun to Dog the Bounty Hunter because I'm <laughs> scooping up all these dogs. I love Macy Barber here. Listen, Manny Hebos has yeah. landing a lot of takedowns her last fight. Macy Barber her last four fights has been taken down every single time, but she works her way to the feet. And if Macy Barber comes out with that bad bitch mean attitude, and Manny Hebos is hittable and has been finished before on the feet, I like that. I feel like Macy Barber though. She started off really hot. The knee injury, losing a Roxy. She hasn't really found her way yet right and there's been a lot of fights or whatever but i do think she's going to start slowly finding her way she, you know she said she wanted to be the youngest champ that's now gone let's get some wins and a big win over mandy heboss is going to put you right there plus 155 i think this is going to be a close fight i think this is going to be you're holding your ticket seeing what kind of judges are on this night you know see what jacksonville's got to have for us but i right. like i like macy barber here man the younger aggressive fighter i love him and her disposition she seems like the nicest sweetest girl in the world easy to root for but you know i'm not I'm trying to make friends here plus 155 give me macy barber
0: all right kemplo macy barber amanda Hebos. which way are you going
1: all right for for those that are watching on video let's see if we can we could see brian squirm in his chair here uh you know i uh, <laughs> i love this fight this is very interesting and, and macy barber is extremely tough man she's gonna fight to the very end i just think this is a very difficult matchup for her because i think she does her best work when she is taking people down uh-huh. can she take down he here uh who is a judo black belt i don't think so i think he boss is going to be a little too technical on the feet for her i think they're about even when it comes to striking maybe macy has a little bit more power i mm-hmm. think he boss needs to be aware uh there but um you know i don't know if one can finish the other but i like he here i like he here so much i want to put three units on amanda he i think she's going to be able to hit takedowns i think Shit. she's going to be able to stop the takedowns of macy barber i think macy's going to get frustrated here and, uh, and he finds a way to win. So look yeah. at this guy <laughs> pulling out. I just, made him nervous. I just made him nervous there.
2: Well, now what I the fuck am I nervous. supposed to do?
1: <laughs> I'm rocking so, with Barbara.
2: Right. I'm rocking with Barbara. That was a fight that, that gave me the most trouble. And I dove yeah, into no. the archives and I'm like, man, I, I just think Barbara can get a decision here.
0: So you have up to five units to extend. Ken is mm-hmm. going a two-unit play on Justin Taffa and a three-unit, $495 wager on Amanda Hibas. Don't have to tell the audience that fight, that co-main event this weekend, a massive swing between these yeah. two gentlemen. All right, right back to Ken Flo to lead us off for the main event in the men's featherweight division. Ooh. Wide price here right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, Ilya Toputia minus 330. So a $330 straight bet on Toputia would yield $100 back. Josh Emmett is plus 275. As you guys know, this fight is taking place just two weeks prior to Alexander Volkanovski and Yair Rodriguez unifying the titles in this division. Emmett fought Rodriguez for the interim belt in Perth earlier this year. Largely, he was dominated by a very on-point Yair Rodriguez. Toputia's never lost, undefeated, Kenny. He submitted Bryce Mitchell last December to move to 13-0. 5-0 with four finishes in the UFC. Kenny, your thoughts on Topuria in a main event here live on ABC against Josh Emmett.
1: Right now my brain is doing shuttle runs back and forth between Emmett and Topuria to this, to this moment. But you know, when I break it down and I'm thinking about value plays here, um, I, 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 I look at both of their games here, but I think there's great value on Emmett, a guy who has so much experience. I think Topuria is very fundamentally sound. We have seen him, uh, hit. We have seen him hurt. We've seen him battle back. Um, but I don't know if you battle back against a shot like Emmett. If Emmett hits you, he hurts you, and you don't really come back. Emmett has great killer instinct when he gets you out of there. And I think assuming he still is in this game mentally, physically, spiritually, I have to imagine he's going to learn a lot from that last fight against Yair Rodriguez. Um, uh, I, I don't see Toporia having that type of Yair-type speed. Very few do. There's like maybe top 0.1% of the UFC have that kind of speed. Toporia, he's fast. He's not slow. But he's more – the pace that he keeps is more this consistent rhythm. There's a movement. And Emmett does well against those kind of guys. He can get his timing against guys like that. And that's what worries me in this fight. Toporia, I think if he's able to take down Emmett, I think that's his best best path to victory. Can he do that against Emmett, though? And can he do that consistently? I'm not so sure. So Emmett does have to be careful with his kicks, you know, um, especially. You know, he doesn't want those kicks to get caught and have Torporia on top of him. That's where Torporia can, can not only win this fight but, but finish this fight. Um, but I think there's enough value for Emmett here, for me, where at plus 275, I like it. I have a lot of uh you know respect for Topuria. I think this is a guy who could definitely fight for the belt in the future. But I think Emmett still if he's mentally, physically, spiritually in it, I like Emmett here. I I think he can get this uh this win. And
0: I do believe that he is mentally, physically and spiritually still in it. I believe he feels mm-hmm. like now after the uh, year, uh, year Rodriguez result, this is the last ditch effort to make one final concerted effort. Yeah. It is crazy to me, Bri, to see a plus Mm -hmm. 275 next to Josh Emmett, just given the fact that Ilya Topodia is a little bit untested in the Mm -hmm. UFC. And I say that with all due respect to Bryce Mitchell and the strength of his schedule, but Josh Emmett has spent years against this division's elite. So with that backdrop, any value for you on Emmett or are you bullish on Topuria at, at minus 330 or otherwise?
2: I mean, of course, when, he's, when you hang up 270 on a guy like Josh Emmett, yeah, you're looking at it. You're looking at it good. And I like the quick turn. This is a guy who usually fights and breaks his whole body, takes 18 months off and he comes right. back, right? Quick turn against a brutal fight. I mean, Yair Arias, I don't know who, maybe Alexander Volkanovski, but I don't know who else was beating him that night. He was on fucking fire and Emmett took some hellacious shots and obviously got finished on the ground. Topuria is a guy who I have faded. I mean, I picked bryce mitchell against him that was one of my bad takes my bad bets i mean i was there live i saw it bryce got ragdog. no he had the flu or whatever but i keep getting my own way because i know to goes american top team but he does a lot of his camps out in spain spain's not like a hotbed for mma there's not like a ton of guys out there so i get my own head going well he's not really training with anybody right but then you watch the guy's skills his boxing is phenomenal his strength is there as well he's popped up to 55 Got hurt by Jai Herbert. Now he's 45, which I think the compact body, his strength is there. Speed kills, right? Emmett's timing is really good. He's fast. He's not the slowest guy in the vision. Big, big power, but his timing is really fucking good. And, uh, uh, has got to be on his toes. And I'm like, Kenny, I was back and forth on this as well. But since Kenny has laid his dick out on the table three, four <laughs> times right. with the three unit, two unit, I got to do something. I thought, Hey, I'm not going to add extra units because I'm taking a lot of dogs here. Give me five unis on yes. Topuria. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. need to get back in this, baby. Five unis on Toporia. Dang. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's the way to do My it, bro. Sweaty now. <laughs> that is perhaps the largest singular bet of the year. Sixteen hundred and fifty dollars on Ilya Topuria to win five hundred. Wow. For Brian Petrie, for whom fear is just not a factor. And if no. you want more from him, it's at Brian Petrie MMA. Glad you're home safely, buddy. Best Thank to the you. family, and uh, we'll
2: talk to you next Monday if not sooner. I gotta get this in, Johnny. I got a prelim pick. I gotta my get it in because you know plain. I need I need the points. So I could go Zalgus again. Everyone's running from the haircut, you know. I could go Teshura Tyra minus yeah. three hundred. You're gonna see a lot of guys going. That's my best bet of the week. Yeah, it's minus three hundred. Asshole. I'm gonna give you a dog here. Jack Jenkins yeah. against Jamal Emers at plus one forty screams crazy to me. Jamal Emers has a ton, a ton of experience. Good wrestler, fought everyone. But Jack Jenkins, if he's on point, this kid's a problem. Good grappler, good striker. Uh, and you're hanging plus one forty on me, already placed the bet. It's already locked up in DraftKings. Jack Jenkins. Let's go back. I like that. Bar Jack Jenkins. And my
0: apologies yeah. for short change. No, no don't worry we about it. Yeah, I appreciate all right, well, we'll be in touch. I'm actually going to be at Disney World on Monday, so it might Ooh. be Monday night or Tuesday, sure. but we will uh we will take that off the air. Appreciate your contributions awesome. as always. Kid We'll talk to you next week. See you, boys.
1: See you. Too. All right,
0: that's it for the main event challenge. And we got to get on out of here. Thanks to everybody watching on the DraftKings YouTube channel on the newly minted DraftKings Network audio side. Nothing changes. We appreciate everybody's support over the last eight years and running. If you want merchandise from the show, you can go to Anachlorianpodcast.com. One more sleep merch can be found at millions.co Kenny florian, martial arts.com is live don't forget if you are in the boston area kenny's going to be at the florian martial arts center on monday night and i uh, also would encourage you to follow argus integrated defense on instagram as well trust me on that one you'll go down a rabbit hole and you'll spend your whole day on the feed like i did thank you to our guests ray longo and brian petrie the executive producer of this fine program is cody merrow who will have a lot of fun in post with me falling out of the chair and breaking it today Thank you all for listening. We are back either Monday night or Tuesday to look back at Josh Emmett and Ilya Topuria and get you ready for another UFC live event next weekend. Until then, be well, be safe, health, and happiness. You're live. Trademarks owned by Beckla SAB to C V twenty twenty four proximo Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.